Welcome to the Naked Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, nutritionist, Michaela Shifley, the founder of KJ Wellness. On this podcast, we'll talk about all things nutrition and wellness. We'll cut through the bullshit information out there, debunk health myths, interview health experts, and give you actionable steps to help you become the best version of yourself. So go grab yourself a nice hot cup of coffee and strap in to hear the cold hard truths about health. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Naked Wellness Podcast. I am so incredibly excited to have you here today because I have a very special guest with me. I have Liv. So welcome Liv. Thank you. So good to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course. Let's start off. Like let's just dive straight in. Tell us what is your own health journey? What's your story? What brought you to being all about mindset? Okay. Well, so guess back when I was 17, 18, I started getting into health and wellness and nutrition. It's always been a passion of passion of mine. I grew up very active, playing sports. My mum would always, you know, cook us nutritious meals. And I'd always like have that lunchbox where like everyone else would have like chips and lollies and mum would make me. I remember this snack I had from like the day like I started school to I finished and it was cruskets with like promite and cheese and I'm like that was my snack while everyone else had chips and I was like mom why but and even though it's like probably still not the most nutrient dense food I'm grateful that she didn't let us you know consume that stuff because now a value of mine is health and so yeah it's I guess shaped me to who I am today but you know 17 18 you start getting to the later years of high school years 11 12 and you start comparing yourself to others and other Mm. females and I guess I've always struggled with self-confidence myself and that was like back then like I was there was these girls and they were getting all this attention because boys would come into the picture and then I started thinking like oh I'm not good enough and so you know I got super into nutrition and was like okay what can I eat to make myself smaller these girls had thigh gaps mm. how can I get my get a thigh gap you know these girls wearing crop tops I didn't feel confident confident enough to wear a crop top so you start manipulating yourself and your body and the food you eat just to try and fit in um, and I think a lot of girls go through that as well yeah 100% it's something that you can so easily control yeah 100% and like especially in high school when you're surrounded by these people every day And so then I'd start watching YouTube videos and following influencers and what I eat in a day. And I'll literally follow it to a team. Like if they look like that and they're eating that, then that's what I'm going to become too. And um, high school finished and, you know, I I got, I was super healthy and um, didn't, I guess, eat anything bad. (laughs) Um, And so I lost all this weight, I suppose. And I started feeling good about myself. I had a thigh gap and like, I based so much of my worth on the way I looked. Um, and then that's, I guess, sort of sent me down a negative spiral because from there I got into restrict restrictive eating, you know, mm. and it's like, am I good enough yet? And like, yeah, you get attention from boys and whatnot, but like what's actually left and you don't really have much self-worth for yourself. Um, so then following on from that, my passion for health um, got even more, I got even more passionate, right? And I went to uni and I started studying human movement and nutrition and food science. And at the time of studying nutrition, I was actually going through my own eating disorder. Um, I ended up being bulimic for a while. And I, so I decided to defer uni because I was like, I can't 
be preaching nutrition and health mm-hmm. and trying to help other people when I need the help myself. So I deferred for a while. Well, I, def- I haven't gone back, to be honest. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I went through about for five years, battled with an eating disorder. And it was never fully, like, it wasn't, like, it wasn't super extreme, but it was also debilitating. And every yeah. day, like, crippled with anxiety. And, you know, in your prime, like, young adulthood years of going out and partying. So on the weekends, I'd be out binge drinking. Um, and then, you know, getting that, burger on the way home and then you feel crap the next day and then so you restrict yourself and not eat and then you go exercise to burn off all these calories and it was just such a horrible mindset that I was in but it's as well like the people you're surrounded surrounded by you know they're all doing that so I'm going to do that too and it's so hard to break that cycle yeah when it's all you know yeah yeah and I feel like a lot of young females go through it and Um, I'm so passionate about helping and sharing my message with them Um, and then I guess as the years got on I started doing my own research and I guess surrounding myself with different people and or I guess as well I would start doing challenges at the gym and I'd do eight-week challenges and I remember like I started getting into tracking macros and I went through I tried all these different fad diets you know cutting out carbs, just only eating carbs, like high protein, high fat, low protein oh, at all. And like, you know, it's just, there's nothing that really works for everyone. It's mm-hmm. what works for yourself. And I just was so, I guess, addicted to just following what other people were doing. And like, that's how they look. I need to do the same thing. And with all these challenges, I'll then restrict myself and eat like, such low amount of food and my body ended up I guess shutting down and I yeah. lost my menstrual cycle and then I had all these gut issues and hormone issues mm-hmm. um, so yeah that's like it's been a whirlwind um, and then as I've gotten older I've started doing my own research and surrounding myself with people who um, were credible credible and I looked up to and they had a different outlook on health and it was more for longevity and so I flipped my mindset from, okay, I want to, you know, eat this way or um, view my health this way to look a certain way and opposed to fuel myself and exercise and move so I can live the greatest life and the longest life that I can. And I think that's so powerful. Yeah. So in a nutshell, that's where I am today. And my focus on health is for longevity rather than the way I look and it's about the way mm. I feel and how much I can give and receive as opposed to what can my body look like if I eat this for a week <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah I think like thank you so much for sharing that story and being so vulnerable because I definitely can relate so much to your story and the own journey that I've been on and even back to um coming from a family where my lunchbox was much the same as yours and it's funny because like I'd bring fruit to primary school and kids would be like oh my god like you have an apple let's swap my chips for your apple I'd be like yeah like I want your pack of chips like I'm never allowed them sort of thing Mm -hmm. but you know like you're right you're growing up in that kind of environment you do you learn I guess how to eat well and kind of respect your body and a lot about health and nutrition, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, But then also I went through a similar journey of like wanting to be the smallest size possible because I felt more accepted by society Mm -hmm. when I was like that. And the truth is like when I was a small version, like I got 
all of the compliments in the world. Like it, it actually had a ripple effect to feeling like I was actually more accepted by society, which then leads you to wanting to stay like that and do anything in your power to stay like that. And food is something that we can so easily control. And we can definitely, some for some people, it's very easy to build the discipline in restricting yourself mm-hmm. and going on something really strict, which can actually be quite harmful. And mm-hmm. I think for me personally, it was definitely a full mindset revamp yeah. that I had to do and really go right back to like the root causes of well, okay well where did all of this begin like what was that yeah. core reason and really getting into the mindset component of it all to reframe like kind of like you've reframed your mindset to focus on longevity rather than well my self-worth is how I look which is no it's not like there is so that like, you are worth so much more than just your body size and shape sure. and it's so hard, I guess, to even identify that or to even like start to begin that journey. Because I know when I first started, I was like, I know I have to change. and I know I want to change because I don't want to go my entire life being this way. And like I've worked in a large weight loss um, company before and I have personally seen like 60, 70, 80 year olds who still do not think that they are worth anything rather than the number on the scales of what they look like. And they have been like that their entire life. And when I see that, I'm like, that is not what I want for me or and I know so many young women who you know don't have that healthy relationship with themselves or food mm-hmm. and don't want to be 60 70 80 and still be in that way but I think when we're young and we're in that mindset it's like oh but this isn't a forever thing you know like I'll just look good now mm-hmm. but you have to you do you have to think about the long term and how do you actually want to live the rest of your life yeah it's about breaking the cycle now so that we don't get to that point so I guess it starts with us now and how we can empower other young women to start seeing that worth within themselves beyond just their physical bodies yeah 100 percent. yeah and it is it's tough because we do live in a society where you know social media is so you can access anything on there and then I think it a lot of the time it is coming back to you and being okay well at the end of the day like social media there is so many people on social media but you have control over who you follow you have control over like when you open up your Instagram page who pops up on your feed is it people that you're comparing yourself to or is it people that you're like oh wow like I look up to you you inspire me to be better do better sort of thing because it's easy to blame it but also we have control over it yeah and there's two different triggers there's either triggers who actually have that negative effect on your mental health or there's people who trigger you in a way that's you know a loving and caring way because they want to shine light on your blind spots that you Mm. can get into the better version of yourself so it's about knowing the difference between the two and then yourself then taking responsibility to be like okay maybe that's a trigger that I need so I can then change to become that better person yeah 100 percent. and so I guess for like you on your journey was there a point where you kind of noticed like okay I know that my mindset needs to change but how do I start this and where did you start that journey yeah well I guess um for me back in the end of 2020 I went through a relationship breakdown and I guess it was all just coming to a boiling point and at that time I had the worst relationship with my body and my own health and I was currently doing a challenge at the gym and I was restricting my calories, but I was also suffering from my eating disorder mm. and I was just like wanting help. And I was like, just, I was like, Liv, you need to just break out of this. And it was just, I was just going around in circles. And then I, um, I became aware of a coach on Instagram and I connected with her and it's super hard to, you know, like taking that first step to invest in yourself is 
so scary especially when there's money involved and you haven't really spent much before but I knew that if nothing changes nothing if I didn't change nothing will change Mm -hmm. and it just felt so right within me I just had this deep knowing that this person would be able to help me and I was like enough is enough like stop like you need to stop your excuses and going around in circles you know so I invested in her and um, started a, a 16-week program working alongside her so I actually hired a coach to help me amazing mm-hmm. yeah and that's I think that's so powerful and I think for a lot of people there's a little bit of like a resistance into stepping into that and to I guess being vulnerable and leaning into somebody else to yeah. just hold space support them guide them through that because if you don't know where to start somebody else does and somebody else will honestly have your best interest at heart to get you to a place where you want to be. Yeah, we get so fixated on this mindset that we don't need to ask for help, mm. or that we have to be independent and that we have, like, yes, we have all the answers already within us. And, you know, the, our coach isn't always going to tell us, tell us something that we don't already know, but they're going to help shine and guide the way and hold your hand so that you can then step into that next version. And, like, they want to help you. And there's nothing wrong with asking for help. And I think that's something that I was so scared of doing. I was just hiding in the dark and like, try, like trying my best not to admit to anyone that I was struggling internally. Like it's all okay on the outside and, you know, you post on social media, it's all okay. It's all okay. And you're like positive, positive, positive. On the inside, you're slowly like just fading away. But um, it's becoming aware firstly that I needed help. And I just had this deep inner knowing and trust that this, woman would be able to help me and it completely changed my life that was like that whole moment was the catalyst of my change mm. so yeah and I think like what you said that you you knew like deep down that you were connecting with her and she could yeah. help you is something that I think a lot of people feel to somebody and it could be anybody you know if they're in a place where they know that they want change they can feel that. And I think like I had a similar experience, but I was kind of like dodging it for so long. And I was like going to doctors and I was like, Oh, you know, like I'll say like this Chinese medicine and I'll go to Western doctor. And it was like years uh, of me trying to get my period back by doing all of that. And deep down I knew, okay, maybe I should go and, you know, see somebody maybe at HA or something. Cause I was like, I could be that, but I was like, nah, let's just like continue to rule out every other possible thing that it could be. So it got to a point I was like, okay, I just need to invest in this coach. I just need to like start to see them. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out and it's something else or I can still keep, you know, doing blood tests or whatever that I had done so many times. I was probably just being really in denial about the actual issue that it probably was. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest things was she just gave so much tough love. Like it was just like, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. We need to start beating around the bush and kind of just like reflecting back to me kind of what I knew. And it felt really uncomfortable. Like, to be yeah. honest, at first I was like, kind of like, whoa, like, can we just take a minute? Like, this is making me so uncomfortable, but it's exactly what I needed. Yeah. And if she didn't put me in that uncomfortable position, I never would have changed and I never would have, you know, reframed my mindset or anything like that. So it's yeah. exactly what I needed. And I think that's one thing that scares a lot of us sometimes is going into that uncomfortable position. But exactly what you said, if nothing changes, nothing changes. Exactly. We become so tunnel vision and mm-hmm. your way or the highway. And it's like this other person can see and reflect to you things that you can't see within yourself. And, you know, a lot of people take that personally or it's that ego that gets in the way when it's like, okay, strip back your ego. You don't know everything Mm -mm. someone else 
can yeah I guess help and guide you and uh, like you were saying before as well like I was very similar I would try like all the I'll do my own research and like okay maybe this is what's wrong with me I like google doctor and so I'd buy this supplement try that supplement and I'd spend so much money <laughs> this is the one thing if I could tell the girls is stop wasting your money on going out and buying every single different yes. supplement you know all these products that like influencer putting influencers are putting out there or like the yeah. next best thing that's labeled health food like just save your money and literally hire a coach or search for the proper answer rather than just like yeah beating around the bush yeah and I think you might have experienced as well like starting off studying in like the nutrition and the health field as well I definitely felt being a nutritionist that I should know the answers and like I shouldn't have this problem mm-hmm. and so it was almost like I had to like hide from it and I was like but I can't get help because what will they think of me and mm-hmm. it's like so I really had to push that aside and be like well I at the end of the day like I don't know all of the answers this actually isn't my area of expertise yeah and what can I gain from this experience yeah 100% we always have so much more to learn and to grow and evolve and that's okay. Like we're human. We literally are forever growing. We're on like a never ending journey. So we're never going to know everything. And I think mm-hmm. it's so cool that we can continue to learn off others and things change. And um, yeah, we get different insights along the way. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, lately, the other day I started doing shadow work. I don't know if you, Yeah. it was so interesting. I was like, holy shit. Like so, so many things that like, I guess, kind of get in the way of me doing X, Y, and Z has stemmed from, um, you know, previous things that have happened to me. I guess like traits that I do that I didn't even know were showing up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, okay. Like it, but now that I'm aware of them, it's easier for me to kind of be like, okay, that's why I'm thinking that way. Or that's why I want to act in that way. Now let's kind of use that to my advantage rather than yeah. letting it stop me from going to the next level or getting to that place or goal that I'm wanting to get to. Yeah. Yeah. That's so powerful. Yeah, something that I had never even like thought of doing, or I guess again, like a little bit in denial of, oh no, like I'll I'll get there, I'll work through it. But mm-hmm. honestly, I think diving deeper into your mindset and your headspace, mm-hmm. the power of the brain and your mind is like insane. It's like, beyond anything else, <laughs> beyond the crazy. physical being. Yeah, and like even the fact that let's take like self doubt for an example. Every single time your mind like creates a story or a situation and it tells you it, like at the end of the day, you have control over whether you actually believe that thought and that story that your mind is trying to convince you of or not. Exactly. And it's like the mind is so powerful to make up things to tell us that, you know, you have self-doubt, you're terrible, you can't do that. Why are you trying to do that? And then you actually, at the end of the day, get to be like, okay, yeah, you're right. Like, I'm so terrible. I shouldn't be doing this. Or no, like, shut up. Let me actually like give it a crack. If I fail, like I learn from it and I can try again and succeed. Mm-hmm. I think that's insane. Yeah, it's that inner voice and that inner critic. And we actually, like, when we have self-doubt, it's because we're living in the future and thinking of everything that could go wrong and that, you know, we're not good enough. But it's like, who says you're not good enough or who says it's actually going to go wrong? Like, where is the, where is the evidence? And that's the thing you got to search for with self-doubt. Like, show me the evidence that it's not going to work out. And if you don't have evidence, then what is actually stopping you? Mm, right? Like, yeah you got to trial and error and it's you never actually fail in my opinion like you, it's always a learning and so like yeah. it, it's a challenge is that obstacles in the right direction so you know if something doesn't go your way okay come back reassess what can I do next time so you can go at it better yeah mm-hmm. 
I love it. And so for somebody struggling with self-doubt, like is that kind of what you would say is like really think about it in the sense of, well, what's the worst case scenario in that? Yeah. So I guess if someone is self-doubting themselves, you got to think, yeah, what is the worst case scenario? And is that going to outweigh the, is not taking the risk going to outweigh the consequences? Mm. So what will happen if you do it and what will happen if you don't do it and feel into both spaces? Um, a lot of the time we self-doubt because we compare ourselves to others or we're scared of what other people are going to think of us. And we've got to remove everyone else from the room and just come back to you and what it is like you are truly capable of. So I guess a few things that you can do is identify your own strengths. Um, mm. And I feel like, yeah, self-doubt comes goes hand in hand with comparison. And when we compare ourselves to others, we are so conscious of other people's strengths and conscious of our own weaknesses. And we're unconscious of our strengths and unconscious of someone else's weaknesses so it's not about tearing someone else down to make yourself feel better but it's about okay this person who you're pedestaling they actually you know they might be good at this but they're not so good in this area and like yeah you might not be great at this but you're actually really good in this area so a good way to yeah combat self-doubt is to start identifying both your strengths and your weaknesses coming back humbling yourself but removing your ego and just mm-hmm. seeing yourself as neutral you're not the most like you're not the best at everything in the world but you're not the worst and yeah like what is the worst thing that could go wrong yeah I love that I I think for a lot of people like it's that's even challenging in itself to sit down and and actually be like okay you know what I am good at x y and z a lot of us it's so easy to pull ourselves apart and tell ourselves everything that we don't like about ourselves Mm -hmm. and it's hard for us to sit down and be like well you are actually great at communication or you are really good at this skill and I know I've had a lot of clients where I have got them to sit down and be like okay well tell me like what are five strengths of yours mm-hmm. and they can't like they and they, to, it's one thing to write it down and say it to yourself it's another thing to then have to say it out loud to somebody else yeah and it's, so we will sit there until they can yeah people don't like to talk themselves up and Mm-mm. there's actually nothing wrong with it at all no. it doesn't mean you're some egotistic like crazy self-absorbed self-obsessed person mm-hmm. Like there's so much power in numbing your strengths and that is the way that you can actually shine in the world and help other people. You know, if, if you didn't know you were good at, say, for example, say, for example, runners, if you didn't know you were good at running and didn't think you were good at running, you wouldn't go and run like 10 Ks every day or like you wouldn't go and do competitions or um, like if you, even in your job, in your field, if you didn't know that you were good at that, like you wouldn't go and show up every day doing it you know what I mean yeah yeah we know we are I feel like we are subconsciously aware of our strengths but it's about bringing them to our conscious awareness so that mm-hmm. we can actually use them to the best of our ability and put full power in them so that we can step into the best person that we can be yeah 100 because we are raised in a world where if you do I guess talk highly of yourself sometimes you can be put down for that to be like because you do you seem obnoxious or up yourself but the end of the day like you have to be with yourself forever like you don't get to have a different mind a different body like you have to respect yourself Mm -hmm. and know that this is it like this is your one life that you're living so you need to actually enjoy the body and the mind that you're in and learn to really like it you want to be able to enjoy your own company 
Yeah. Isn't was it called like tall poppy syndrome? Mm, yes. Yeah. That's a big thing in Australia. Yeah, hundred percent it is. Yeah. But like it's fine for you to love yourself and accept yourself. hundred percent. Like confidence is cool and we're in a society where confidence is shamed and you know people I guess the way we see confidence in people these days is like a lot of the time through social media because that's how we like that's our literal like source of connection yes um out of face to face and you see someone showing up super confident on social media and we might put them down and be like oh like she's just too up herself or she loves herself too much but they, you don't, um, you don't. That's only one part of the life that you you see. Um, you don't see all the work that they put in to become that person. And mm-hmm. to show up confidently might have taken a huge step and a huge leap. And that's the way they're able to reflect their strengths out into the world. So they should actually be, you know, celebrated for having that confidence. And like, yeah, there's a difference between like super cocky and um, being like super up yourself when you like you know, put everyone else down. Yeah. Be yeah. confident and bring other people up in the process. And I think that is amazing. Yeah. And confidence, self-confidence is a skill. 100%. And one thing that I think I see a lot of people, especially again, working in a large weight loss company is a lot of the people who would come to it would be like, oh, well, once I lose weight, like that, it's because I want to be confident. And I'm like, no, like weight loss is not going to magically make you confident about yourself. Like it's a skill that you have to learn. And, and that comes from your mindset, actually, not the number on the scales. 100%. It's from, I feel like confidence is a reflection of your own self-love and self-acceptance. And we, a lot of people live with that conditional happiness. And it's like, yeah, like you said, when I lose X amount of weight, then I'll be happy. Then I'll be confident. Yeah. Then I can wear that bikini and then people will love me. People will accept me. I'll be able to do X, Y, Z. But then say, yeah, for example, you might lose that weight and you get there and you realize that you're actually not that confident because then you're like chasing more and we become this conditional mm-hmm. happiness and like chasing more and more and more instead of instead of celebrating and being happy with where you're at now yeah we're never satisfied once you start that journey yeah and like a a little thing that I like to um, I have a tattoo on my ankle it's mountains and what it reminds me of is you know everyone's so fixated on getting to the top of the mountain to see the view but it's about you know no matter what where you are along that mountain no matter how far up that you've got to appreciate where you are at that point in time because from each different level each different height the view will look different you know the trees will appear different like larger smaller and everything's going to be so beautiful no matter what and you have to learn to accept that rather than just trying to get to the top and be number one because you're going to get there and you're going to be like what's next yeah 100 like you know when you're at the top of a mountain you're asking yourself what's next like you literally can't go any higher <laughs> you're just going to go back down to the bottom that's so, so true. yeah so it's about enjoying the journey and the process rather than just trying to be like that is my end goal and that's where I'm going to be and that's where I'm going to sit forever because you're not yeah and it's not just like an end point no absolutely not and a lot of things that have like been popping up for me in like videos and all of that that I've been seeing lately a lot around like the world that we live in and that you know you go to school you graduate you go to uni you get a full-time job you work your nine to five Um, you don't like it or you don't enjoy it but you have to save to then retire but then by the time you retire 
your body is no longer able to do the things that for the all of those years that you were working not enjoying it but you had this vision of oh but when i retire you know i get to then go and do everything that i want to do like whether it's traveling or whatever everybody's so different yeah but you get to that point and now your body actually physically can't take you on that because you know your hips are out or you have bad knees now or like you've ended yeah. up with a disease or something like that and it's just like you haven't enjoyed the journey like you mm -hmm. haven't enjoyed the process and you know whether that's a health journey or whether that's a journey of life or whether that's you know money journey whatever it is for you you have to actually stop and take a minute to be like okay well am i actually enjoying right now or am i just so fixated on getting to that end goal and what is it going to look like when i actually get there yeah 100 percent. and with that like I used to compare myself to others a lot because you know like all my friends who went to uni like I started going to uni and I was like okay this is the way my life's going to be like go to uni get my job work full-time nine to five save for a house have a partner have kids work mm -hmm. retire live my best <laughs> life and I was then when I deferred uni and I realized that's not the path I want to go down, I then started to have these moments of self-doubt. It's like, okay, well, these people are working their full-time jobs now. They're making a stable income. And here's me like doing all these different bits and pieces. And it's like, I should have been there or like, I should be doing that. And it's like, no, this is your path. This is the path that you're going down because you don't want to do that same thing. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Um, and it's about, for me, like I wanted to break the cycle of that, like, my I say for example I'll compare myself to my brothers as well because they both went to uni and you know get full-time jobs and going down that path and like like my parents would be proud of me if I was earning you know full-time wage but it's like yeah. that's just not the path I wanted to go down and I have to be fully confident in myself and my decision that what I'm doing is best for myself because I see life in a different way and what they I see as living is different to what someone else sees as living but it's just about yeah. being in that moment and doing what's best for you yeah absolutely and even now there's like i still have moments of that like self-doubt where i second guess like if it's the middle of the day on like a wednesday and i've done all the work that i needed to do in the morning and i want to go to the beach because it's a beautiful day outside i'm like um but maybe i should be sitting at my desk until like 5 p.m and it takes yeah. me like a second to be like well no that's like for me personally that's like not the type of life that i want to be living for others if they want like if that's their enjoyment so fine like not judging that either but for me, it's just not what I want to do. And it's okay if I want to go to the beach yeah. at lunchtime in the middle of the day on Wednesday, because that yeah. is literally the type of life that I'm creating for myself. 100%. I had the exact same, I went through the exact same thing. And it's, yeah, you're like, it's 1pm. I want to go to the beach and you can, that like, you have that time and freedom to do that because, you know, you're probably working at times of the day when other people aren't. Yeah. And like, it's, you don't want to be working that, nine there's nothing wrong with people who mm -mm. want to work nine to five like everyone's entitled to do whatever they want but if that's not what you want then you don't have to physically be sitting at your desk till 5 p.m because that's exactly what you were trying to avoid yeah yeah i think it's such like a, a newish kind of thing as well though yeah. like breaking that stigma that from the older generation like looking on it is kind of like um shouldn't you be at work like shouldn't you be doing this monday to friday yeah. nine to five sort of thing that they've known their entire lives which is fine yeah um so it is it's like starting to really break that stigma which i guess is like it does it brings up self-doubt confusion but also it's, i guess it's like an exciting journey to start to go on yeah and like releasing that guilt mm -hmm. you're almost like i feel guilty for doing this while other people are at work but it's like no it's okay <laughs> 100%. there's nothing wrong with it you don't have to save that for the weekends 
Mm, nope, not at all. Now, one thing that I'm so incredibly interested in, and I know like you do talk a lot about this, is like the masculine and the feminine energy. Yes, like, yeah. What is it? Because I know like a lot of people like always say like you're stepping into your masculine energy or mm -hmm. vice versa or like so explain to us. I know a lot of people probably haven't even like really heard of this before, like what the concept is of it and how you can have both types of energy. Yeah. Um, so feminine and masculine energies are energies that we hold within ourselves. And, you know, obviously like a lot of people think like I'm a male, so I would be masculine. I'm a female, so I would be feminine. But in order to have balance and harmony within our bodies, we must embody both of them. And so if you think of the feminine, that's about flowing, creative, slowing down, leading with the heart, being intuitive, caring, nurturing, and all those, I guess, real feminine qualities that we think about when like, you think of a female and like a mother. And then the masculine is about like the go-getter, taking action, being strong, clarity, focused, um, assertive, driven, and when you think of a male like that's like you know he's like the 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 breadwinner like he's the one that goes out and gets things but mm -hmm. we embody them all within us no matter our gender and a lot of the time we can be out of balance and um, I guess for me personally last year especially um I was working three different jobs and I was constantly go 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 and so the masculine is very go on the go he's always out like not he the masculine is always going and doing something and um with that came like I was I, I struggled to slow down and yeah um, you know I struggled to rest and so I was very my my energies were very out of balance and this can actually disrupt you in like so many more ways than just your energy but like plays out physically in terms of, like health issues and yeah, so I had to really, um, I started to learn more about the feminine and masculine energies. And I realized that I was so in my masculine. And I was like, okay, how can I start embodying and getting back more into my feminine so I can create a balance? And so that was through slowing down, taking time to just rest. And it can be super hard when you're so, you're so used to being go, go, go. Mm. But yeah, I took time to just sit and be reflective and come back to me and my body and I guess my inner knowing. So mm -hmm. if you think of the feminine, the feminine is the knowing yeah. and the masculine is the knowledge. Yeah. So the masculine is like the not uh, the logic, okay. whereas the feminine is more like just um, being intuitive and just leading with the heart. She's like wild and free and um, carefree spirited. Yeah. Mm. It's um, so interesting. And I yeah. even found like I was having a conversation this morning with somebody exactly about this. And because we're talking about because it's like really kind of really like a newish concept to me personally. And yeah. just talking about like the days if let's say I wake up and I don't feel like sitting down straight away and working. Other days it's completely different. I'll wake up at six and be like, oh my God, I need to work right now. I have so much to do. Um, but on the days where I wake up, if I try and force myself to sit down at my computer and work, I kind of, the work quality is not great. And I'm really, really trying to force out stuff. Whereas if I wake up, go and do something like go for a beach walk or a beach swim and really do something that like fills my cup back up, then come back later in the day, the work quality that I can push out is like night and day. So different. 
Yeah, 100%. It's about coming back and being in tune with your body and knowing what you need and what will help, what will serve you best in that given moment. So sometimes you need, need to step into your masculine more and, okay, now's the time to have routine and structure and, you know, put in the work and take action. Whereas when you're feeling tired or when you're like craving that slowness, okay, well maybe go read and do something creative, maybe go paint or do some yoga, do something that's going to serve you and fill up your cup that way. Yeah. I feel like for sh- like it's definitely about just having that self-awareness and knowing what you need, what energy is best going to serve you in that moment and what you're going through. Because mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, we need to have that masculine dominance and then other times we need to just come back to ourselves and, just be like the feminine is it's just being and the masculine is doing yeah okay and so I guess I'm just kind of like generalizing here and I could be so wrong in saying this so correct me if I am but let's take like my boyfriend for an example so I'm assuming he is more like he's masculine energy so for him we both run our own businesses he can literally work all the time like it does not matter he's just work 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 and for me like I physically can't do that like I have to make sure that like with my days are broken up or I have a day in the week where like I actually go and do something completely different yeah so I'm guessing that's like dabbling in though like the masculine feminine energy there as well yeah yeah I feel like it sounds like you for sure definitely have a good balance because you know when to work and when to rest so that sounds like you have yeah a really good balance between the masculine and feminine whereas your partner he might be so far in his masculine because a lot mm. of the time there's that stigma like you know if I slow down if I like as a male if I become softer if I become more vulnerable if I rest then things aren't going to get done yeah um and that's often all of the time not healthy because you reach the point of burnout and I'm not going to say your partner's going to burn out no, no, like, I know where you're going yeah like, 100%. Like, you know, if he does continue in the path, I've got to work 24-7 kind of yeah. thing without slowing down. He's probably doesn't have a, a great balance between the masculine and feminine. Mm. And it's interesting that. that you say that because before I moved into state, I definitely was like work all the time. I just kind of felt like that was the environment that I was kind of living in at the time, that it was a badge of honour. If you're always busy and you're always going to go and if you take a day off, like, mm shame on you you need to be like on the clock sort of thing and so I like I did like I got to a point of burnout where I was just like so physically and mentally just exhausted Mm -hmm. and it wasn't until I completely just removed myself from that environment I'm not saying that everyone has to like move into state to remove or change up their environment if they're feeling the same but I did too but (laughs) yeah like game changer and like exactly. surrounding yourself with people who like you know have that balance or it's actually okay to like mm-hmm. take time off during the day or and it's like a badge of honor now to like slow down for a second and just yeah. like chill like even when we were chatting before we started recording like your morning this morning like you woke up not feeling 100 percent, so you just took a bit of a slower morning which mm-hmm. is so great yeah yeah and say old live would have been like oh my gosh like i need to go 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 like i mm. so like i like to as well identify stepping into my feminine um like I've kind of I guess mastered the whole like slowing down but for me as well I was like why am I still not feeling super feminine and I realized like I'm always in active wear right and like that for me symbolizes go 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 and um because I'm taking action I'm working out and I could live in active wear 24 7 but when I do that subconsciously I'm just like in my masculine so lately I've been taking the time to really you know put on more feminine clothing like wear jewelry and then come back to the materialistic side of things 
it's not always about being materialistic but like you know putting on my rings and like painting my nails and like wearing pretty earrings and that's really allowed me to step into my feminine even more because um I don't need those things to feel beautiful but it does amplify it on that physical sense Mm, and that's so interesting that that. you say that yeah Yeah. I kind of I love that because it's something so simple as well that you can do in your day you know like get dressed out of active wear I mean how easy is it to like get changed out of one set of active wear and put on another set of active wear. Oh, I do it all the time. I, I go through so much and it's like I have all these beautiful clothes and I never wear them. And it's yeah. like, but why? Like, yeah. Like what's wrong with, like, I, I don't know, I used to feel almost guilty if I wasn't wearing active wear because it symbolises that I wasn't doing something. But, like, now when I step into, you know, not normal clothes but like more feminine clothing I feel more like boss and I'm like able to take action almost even more or um I feel more flowy and in tune with myself so it's just like simple things like that that can really I guess help enhance um balancing your feminine mask and you know say for example if you do want to step into more masculine because you need to start taking action start to like be observe what things do you symbolize with that and if that is you know wearing active wear or putting on a pair of sneakers because that will make you feel like you're in the zone to go and get like get things done then do that um you know that whole like Mm. people buy new active wear it's like okay well I'm gonna have a great workout now yeah yeah so it's like similar to that but also not becoming set on having to rely on external sources to make you feel a certain way because at the Mm -hmm. end of the day it's always going to come from within and like you know a lot of people fall like um not victim but like you know they have to have a coffee to then go and do stuff it's like I can't do anything until I've had that caffeine here but it's like that's an external source that you're relying on like you can do the work but it's that's like it's internal Mm. yeah you don't always have to rely on that's so true I was reading something yesterday actually about that and she was talking about um morning routines specifically Mm -hmm. and how a lot of the time you know things are preached to have a specific morning routine, which is fine. It works for a lot of people. But she's like, the, the problem is though, if you wake up and let's say like you've overslept or your alarm didn't go off or something and you don't actually now have time for that morning routine and then you're like, oh, well, shit, I didn't get time to do my morning routine. So now my whole day is just, you know, down the toilet because I didn't yeah. get to do my morning. She's like, you have to be able to pivot and you can't rely on that one thing to then set mm-hmm. up the entire rest of your day. I can totally relate to that so I I was such a routine instruct routine and structured person and when I moved here and I I guess settled in I created my morning routine and that for me was like you know super sacred and like yes it's super important to have a morning routine however also being able to go off the flow and adapt and be flexible to things changing so for example this morning when I woke up initially I was like oh my god I've slept in I like usually every Tuesday morning I'll go for my walk then I'll go sit at a cafe do some work and like a thought crept in and I was like you've slept in now you're not gonna be able to do that same routine but I was like do you know what like it's okay like why do I have to do that like you don't Mm. have to do like I don't I don't owe it to anyone to do to do that and it's okay that I had a different morning and it was actually going to serve me better because sometimes the routines that we create for ourselves don't always serve us. Like it's mm-hmm. not like a that you feel different every day and it's okay to be adaptable to it. Yeah, 
100%. That, that as well, um, stepping into your feminine and going with the flow, but having that routine there as a masculine, mm-hmm. then going with the flow and being flexible and open to change if, you know, suddenly things were to change. Mm, being able to pivot, such a massive yeah. one. Yeah. Sure. So, like, are there any specific techniques, I guess, that you, like, you recommend people maybe doing to help improve their mindset, like big or small or anything where people could kind of start off? Yeah, I guess the first thing is self-awareness. Mm. Um, in order to for behaviors to change we must first become aware of those behaviors and what habits aren't actually serving us so I guess it's like just take a moment to sit and reflect and be like okay is the life I'm trying to live um are the habits I'm doing on a daily serving me so I can live out that life or are they holding me back and like start to reflect on your full environment is the environment I'm in serving me are the people surrounding me serving me are they allowing me to go forward or are they holding me back and just becoming super self-aware of every single aspect of your life and Mm. are your daily habits aligned with your values and if not then perhaps it's time to like if you don't know where to go from there and you're unsure on how to get clear on your values that's when I would suggest investing in a coach or investing in yourself and hiring a coach to be able to help you because they are able to shine light on your blind spots that are perhaps holding you back or you know help you uncover the shadows holding you back um it's all well and good to go read all the self-help help books and listen to podcasts and um talk to your friends about it but you know that's just going to that's going to feed us with amazing knowledge and amazing help but it's not always going to hold you accountable to do the work mm-hmm. and i feel like it's about becoming aware taking action and then being held accountable Mm, I love all of that and for me the first part of like becoming aware I only noticed it a lot when I actually started journaling and before that I was had tried journaling so many times but I was always telling myself like oh it's just not for you like you know Mm -hmm. you just you start like how do what do I even write about like I don't have any prompts all these prompts making me think too deeply or like oh what if I make spelling mistakes I've only written two lines and it wasn't until this year I was like no you're fully committing to journaling every single day it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if there's like who the hell is reading a journal no one like if there's a spelling mistake in there like does not matter if you write two lines does not matter Mm -hmm. and it wasn't until like I actually started writing things down that a lot of the thoughts are what you might have on paper and then you actually look at it and you're like oh like what am I even worrying about like when I actually reread that to myself that's just so silly or it's like oh wow like I need to like reflect more into that or that's a celebration that I missed and maybe I should actually like celebrate that small win that I've had good or bad like you literally it's just about getting thoughts onto paper there's no rules and it's Mm -hmm. been a game changer for me to actually have that reflection yeah 100% I'm so big on journaling I've been doing it for years now and I read back on um, entries from like like a couple years ago and I'm like wow like the transformation between then and now it's like I knew the same sort of things but there's so many blind spots Mm -hmm. and like there was times where I was just playing the victim and now I'm like so self-aware and able to my journal entries now are so different and in a couple years I'm going to look back on these and be like whoa like so much has changed um, and so I feel cool. like, yeah, a lot of people just get caught up and be like, I can't journal because I don't know what to write about. I don't know. But it's like, there's, yeah, like you said, there's no rules. Literally just brain dump things in your head. Let it just flow out without the need to correct yourself, without the need for it to be perfect. Because whatever comes out is what obviously you need to share and is sharing it with yourself mm-hmm. so that you can reflect back to you. Because we are our own, I guess, 
at the end of the day, we are our own coach in life. We are with ourselves from the day we're born to the day we die. So we have to be able to learn to become comfortable being with ourselves and being with our thoughts. So many people just avoid it. And so they bottle it up and they let it exploit out in different areas where that's through like (laughs) negative um, emotions, such as, you know, um, outbursts of anger and sadness and fear and guilt. And like, there's nothing wrong with feeling those emotions, but it's, we need to be able to express them in a healthy way. Mm, yes, I love it so yeah. much. It's so good. Yeah. It's such a good place for people to start. Yeah. And even just becoming aware of, I guess, going back to self-doubt and confidence, it's like coming back to gratitude and just having so much gratitude for every area in your life and the things you surround yourself with, even having gratitude for your body and the, what it can do for you. And you know, your body is a vessel to get you through life. And we have mm. to celebrate that and be so grateful and thankful for it because mm-hmm. you can, we can hate on ourselves all we want, but we can't detach from this being. We can't like, you know, you, you know, you're going to need your legs to walk from, you know, bed to the kitchen and it's like yeah here we are hating on our body yeah it can actually do that for us you know yeah 100% like we actually have to celebrate ourselves and yeah we might not be super happy with where we're at and like you might not be satisfied but the cool thing about life is that we can actually work on ourselves and we can change like you we can change that physical being and if we're not happy with it like yeah do something about it because complaining is not going to do anything for you Nope, not at all. And um, yeah, Alex Hormozy, he was talking about the other day about his way of like kind of how he views gratitude because he said like he's tried, I guess, meditating, he's tried thinking about three things that he's grateful every day, but it's never really stuck with him. Mm-hmm. As he was like, in his way, he thinks about it of when you think back, you know, when you're looking at photos or you're reminiscing about the past and you're like, oh, wow, like that's amazing. Or in that moment, like I wish I was more grateful for that. Or, mm-hmm. um, but you look back and you're grateful for something that happened to you in the past. And he's like, so now, in the present, he kind of thinks about it in the same way. Like when he's 85 years old and he's looking at where he is now, like what will he be grateful for? So it could be something so simple like getting up in the morning and him having his morning coffee with his wife. And he knows yeah. that when he looks back when he's 85, he's like, wow, that was so like, that was so nice that we got to do that together. So it's like yeah. now I'm going to be actually grateful for that right here, right now while I'm living it and experiencing it. And yeah. I thought that was such a cool way to think about it because sometimes you know, when you're like, oh, yeah, list three things that you're grateful for every day. It's like, okay, the sun, you know, my body, my bed or my roof or whatever it is. And then like the next day it rolls around and you just repeat the three things. And it's like, you're just repeating them. You're not actually like feeling them and experiencing that gratitude. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I just, one thing that I, I love to do when I write my um, gratitude is often I'm sitting at a cafe and, you know, like being there and I'm so grateful to sit there and the light mm-hmm. coming through on me, be able to actually write my gratitude list at that point in time while sitting sipping on my tea and those little simple moments and even like the smile from a stranger that you walk past Mm -hmm. that morning or you know the things that you're grateful to be able to do that day and the people yeah the people you interact with and yeah it's so much more than just having a roof over your head because most of the time we're always going to have that um so yeah a little bit deeper yeah and also just like yeah focusing on the simple smaller things in life rather than the bigger things like Mm -hmm. yeah you might be grateful to have like your family but 
you're always, I guess, going to have them in some sense. Um, yeah. Yeah. So try and find the smaller moments in life and the things like the way the sun reflects on a, like a, the, the ocean and glistens in on your body, like something simple like yeah. that. I just love like those little things. Yeah. I think that's so powerful. I love yeah. it. Yeah. So good. Now I have some quick fire questions yes. for you. Okay. You ready? Yeah. What is one thing that you must do every morning to set your day up? For me, I have to, I like to go for my morning walk. Yeah. My morning beach walk. That's my number one thing. And what does that kind of like, how does that then set the tone for the day? Would you say? Um, for me, it's a moment to just have to myself. I'm mm. a very, I love my alone time. And I know that if, if I'm going to be surrounded with people all day, I need that time of peace to just have to myself to be with my thoughts and emotions and to get out into the sunshine and to get that morning. Like I love sunlight in my eyes and on my body first thing in the morning. It's a good way to start your day and um, kickstart your circadian rhythm yeah and so not only for the health benefits of getting out in the sun and moving my body because that makes me feel great but then also taking that moment to have that inner peace and it's also a time I like to call my dad and we have like great chats and we pump each other up for the day or sharing so yeah my morning walk is definitely super sacred but then also for example if I can't go for one one morning being okay with that yeah love that that's so good yeah what is one thing everyone can do every day to improve their life? I feel like taking time to just sit and reflect. Mm-hmm. Honestly, reflection is the the biggest thing, like the greatest thing that we can do to then identify and become self-aware of what parts of us we need to step into, what parts of us probably aren't serving us. But just, and I guess through reflection, I mean like yeah, journaling or speaking to a friend about something that might be on your mind, but every day just taking a moment to reflect on what is serving you and what isn't serving you. What's the difference between who you are and who you want to become mm. and how you can, like what actionable steps can you then take to, I guess, keep living out your best life yeah amazing what is your favorite quote and why all right this is I'm not sure who um said this quote and I don't I feel I don't know like I didn't definitely make it up but (laughs) I feel like I thought of it and maybe someone Mm -hmm. said it before who knows anyways life is like a bow and arrow and in order to shoot forward you must first pull back so if you think of like Um... a bow I've never heard that one before. Yeah, see, I don't know if I just like thought it. I'm. Maybe I love. You did. I love like analogies and like creating like little stories to, um, I guess match words so people can understand it differently. So who knows? I might have, but yeah, you have a bow and arrow, and you think in order for that to shoot forward, you have to pull it back first. And it's so relatable to life because if we want to get anywhere, we must first come back and reflect, have that self awareness. We have to reset, recharge. Think of that as things like sleeping, eating, slowing down in times when you're not feeling great, taking moments to stop. And then once we've had that energy built up inside of us and we're ready to go, then we can shoot forward. You know, everyone's so focused on go, go, go. And you're not going to get very far if you haven't been pulled back very far. So like, mm-hmm. like actually making that time when you're pulling back quality time, you know, mm-hmm. like putting in the work to rest mm. and actually being intentional with it. 
because then when yeah you go forward you're gonna have all this energy and you're probably gonna go further like 10 times further than what you did if you were just trying to force things because that's just yeah. going to create resistance because you're not going to have much force and like yeah. the wind's going to resist you <laughs> and you're not going to go far so wow I love that yeah thank you that is so good and you know like it's such a I guess an easy way to kind of understand why it is so important to pull back yeah 100% and people like of often have this negative um view on it that like if I stop then that's not going to serve me I'm not going mm-hmm. to get anything done but when you stop it allows yourself to receive you know if we are so focused on get going after things we don't give ourselves that space to actually take in and receive Mm -hmm. what it is we desire Mm -hmm. so there's nothing wrong with slowing down and it's super that quote is super relatable to me today and I've had to remind myself of it it's that taking a moment to stop and um, slow down today is going to serve me best because I don't want to get sick and I don't want to be feeling crappy tomorrow. So if I today make it super intentional to heal myself and really come back to my being and just slow down, which is what will serve me, then tomorrow I trust that I'm going to be feeling so much better or over the next coming days. Yes, so good. Okay, so one question that I do love to ask all of my podcast guests is in the distant future when you are looking back at your life, what do you think will be your biggest achievement or one thing that you will be most proud of? And this could be something that you've already done or it could also be something that you're hoping to do in the future. Mm, Well, I feel like I have so many things in the future to be excited for that I don't even know what's going to happen yet. Um, so at this present moment, the thing I'm, I guess that I would think of is moving interstate. I think I, a lot of the time, like it's so, so many people do it right. And a lot of people don't make much of a fuss of it, but for me, like I'm a very sentimental human and it's such a huge thing to move your whole life, like 23 hours away (laughs) by car and away from everything you ever knew. And yeah have to like dive headfirst into new communities meet new people like a lot of people just stay in the same place their whole life and like my mum for example has lived in the same place her whole life in the same community and I feel like she's just stuck stayed to her comfort zone and I didn't want to like do that I wanted to break past that and um so yeah, I feel like for me, looking back, knowing that I took the plunge and broke out of my comfort zone to do something for myself, to create more opportunities, to allow for more opportunities to walk into my life, probably yeah, moving into state. And like, honestly, like you can say the same thing, probably like the Gold, Co- Gold Coast is honestly paradise. It's, it's just something <laughs> so different good. up here. It's, <laughs> I don't know, just being surrounded by people who are so like-minded. Yeah. It's so powerful. It truly, truly is. And I, like, I completely understand where you're coming from from all of that because obviously I did the exact same move at the start of the year from Melbourne. But it, um, yeah, it's really, really does push you outside and you really have to just throw yourself into it to actually, like, go out and meet people. And Because it would be easy to also move interstate and just become a little hermit as well. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And there's definitely been moments where I've been, like, not like felt super lonely, but like you're by yourself and you're like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, like I could have all my friends around me right now if I was back home in Adelaide. But um, 
I, the reason I moved here is because I wanted to meet new people. And yeah, there's going to be times where you, you're by yourself because you literally don't know people. But there's also going to be so many times when you're out in the community meeting new people and you just have to, if you want to, if you want to meet new people, you actually have to physically go and like step out. Your you just have to have it. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, that's been like joining gyms and joining other communities and just going places by myself. And honestly, it's been so rewarding. And the people I've met up here and the connections I've made is just, yeah, second to none. Like I just would not change it for the world. So definitely if I was to look back and say six years time, this would be a huge huge achievement that I'm so, so proud of myself for. That's so good. And I think like it's so powerful to be able to say that, you know, it is something that you are proud of yourself for yeah. doing. Yeah. And like, you know, you say my parents will always tell me I'm proud of you for doing it, but it's like, okay, I'm proud of myself too. Yeah. It's so easy to overlook it and be like, oh, like yeah. I did that. But like, that's huge. Massive. <laughs> Some people will never do that in their lifetime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So absolutely not nah it's so good so tell the audience like do you have anything coming up that's exciting that you want to share with them and where can the listeners find you all righty well firstly anyone can find me on instagram my instagram is just live judd smith i'm pretty sure it has two h's um but yeah live judd smith on instagram i love to share everything about health wellness fitness nutrition nourishment overall longevity um with a bit of like I guess, funniness and just realness. Um, I'm super big on being authentic. So yeah, mm. um, follow me. Feel free to do so. would love to connect. And then also um, currently I am about to start working alongside a gut health coach called Charlie O'Halloran from the Holistic um, Gut Health. He's a holistic gut health coach. And um, yeah, I'm about to be the mindset coach within his new program. So, so cool. Yeah, um, stay tuned for that. We have um, some super, like a super exciting program coming out. And also um, I have a few little things I'm working on as well in terms of hoping to release my own podcast. Um, and then, yeah, my own coaching with the Modern Woman Mentorship is in the works. So, yeah, if anyone's interested in finding mm-hmm. out more, they can message me on Instagram about that as well so but, exciting yeah. and I'll put, I know you never know you never know when like a new door opens exactly like, yep, I'm gonna jump on that opportunity but I'll put your the link to your Instagram and all of that mm-hmm. in the show notes anyway so everybody has easy access to going to that but thank you so much for coming on today I feel like we've spoken for so long but we've gone over so much stuff and yeah. I honestly reckon so many people will be able to get so much out of this it was so yeah. insightful so thank you so much for having me it's been so like super nice to connect with you and yeah, everything we spoke about, I'm so passionate about. So I hope um, anyone who's listening can gain so much from it. 100%. Thank you so much for being here today and for listening to this episode of the Naked Wellness Podcast. It really does mean a lot to me. And if you did love this podcast and you really got something out of it, then one thing that would be in the world to me is if you were to actually share this episode with somebody who you think might benefit from it, a friend, a family member, put it up on your social media, tag me in it. I will then reshare it again. But yeah, if you just pass on the love from Naked Wellness Podcast and just, like I said, share it to somebody who you think might benefit, um, 
from this episode or any other episode that you've listened to. And also please do not forget to like and subscribe. But again, thank you for listening to this episode today and I hope you enjoyed the rest of the day or the night wherever you are. And I will talk to you in the next episode very soon. But until then, you take care. Bye.